Hello, friends. Once again, it is time for Let's Talk About Jesus right here on our website. So glad that you have joined us today. I am Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable, and we're glad you're here today. You know, we're told not to forsake the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is, but much more as we see the day approaching. Uh, it's important that we understand that we're not children of the darkness. We're children of the light. And we're not children of the darkness that that day overtake us as a thief. We are children of the light. Praise God. Because we see all of these fearful end-time events through a different lens than the world sees it. We see them as, as the, the, the harbingers of something coming, uh, that is very bad in the tribulation, but very good in the catching away of the church, the rapture of the church. Praise God. I do believe Jesus is coming very, very soon. But we're living in those perilous or fearful times, dangerous times, uh, that would, would mark the, the very last of the last days. Amen. What, what is happening in our world today, globally, around the world, the lawlessness, the murder, the war, the rumors of war, all of these things taken together is creating a, a, a very real sense of danger and foreboding and trepidation. We see, we see this occurring and we can get caught up in it if we're not very cautious. But we have some wonderful promises and provisions from our God for these very fearful times. I want to talk to you today and teach from the scripture on the only safe place. The only safe place place. And I want you to turn with me to a scripture that has been looked at and read by more people in these times than I believe in any other time. And that is Psalm 91. You know, a lot of people say that the Old Testament really doesn't. They're trying to more or less unhitch the Old Testament from the New Testament and say the only thing that's relevant is the New Testament. I, I beg to differ. Number one, all the prophecies of Messiah, all the type and antitype and foreshadows of him on the cross are right there in the Old Covenant. And Jesus quoted the Old Covenant that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet Isaiah, and then he would go forward from there. Amen. Listen, friend of mine, this scripture, people are going back <laughs> to, to this scripture because it offers us a safe haven. It offers us a promise of protection and provision that the world does not have and cannot claim, but it is uniquely ours if we look to God and if we keep our trust in God. Amen. We will find peace in the midst of the storm. Praise God. Well, let's just read Psalm 91. You probably heard it sung. You've read it yourself. Amen. Many men going into battle would read Psalm 91. They would have a, a little, a little New Testament that was given by the Gideons many times. Uh, and, and it would be the New Testament and Psalms. And they went immediately to Psalm 91. Listen. He that dwelleth, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High 
shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God, in Him will I trust. Surely He will deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. That's exactly what a plague is. That's exactly what we are experiencing globally in the in the pandemic. He shall cover thee with his feathers, and under his wings thou shalt trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor the destruction that wasteth at noonday. Now listen listen to the difference in those that dwell in the secret place, that know God, trust God, have been saved in our, our case through the blood of Jesus Christ, and have that kind of relationship with God. Listen at verse 7. A thousand shall fall at thy side and 10,000 at thy right hand. It is my math right here that there's 11,000 that have been destroyed. But it shall not come nigh thee. Only with thine eyes thou shalt behold and see the reward of the wicked. Because thou hast made the Lord which is my refuge, even the Most High, thy habitation, See, it's where we dwell. It's where we live. It's not where we just run in the time of trouble. It's where we live day in and day out. (laughs) Hallelujah. Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the most high, thy habitation. There shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. I, I want to go back a moment before we, we're going to go down and, and really dig deep into this, but I want to really stop right here where it says the most high, even the most high, thy habitation. Back in Psalm 90 and verse 1, it said, Lord, from everlasting, from everlasting, thou hast been our dwelling place. Not geographically here on earth in the holy city or the holy mountain, but God himself. They lived in a covenant relationship with God. And therefore, they were able, because they dwelt in him, they dwelt in the secret place of the Most High. And therefore, dwelling in that place and that relationship to him and with him, they were able to abide under the shadow, be constantly overshadowed with the shadow of the Almighty. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Because thou hast made the Lord which is my refuge, verse 9, even the Most High, thy habitation. Therefore, no evil shall befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. They will bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot upon a stone. There Thou shalt tread upon the lion, Adder and the adder and the young lion and the dragon thou shalt trample under feet. Listen to what God responds now to David's testimony of trusting him in all of this trouble. It says in verse 14, Because he hath set his love upon me, 
Therefore I will deliver him. I will set him on high, because he hath known my name. He shall call on me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. Glory be to God. No wonder people do not want to unhitch the Old Testament from the New Testament. It takes both of them. Amen. Listen, this God who offers this kind of promise is not a lesser God who doesn't care about us in the New Covenant. We can claim this because the Lord God of Israel changes not. Hallelujah. There have been changes in the in the covenant itself. It's a better covenant in the New Testament. Established on better promises for the blood of Jesus speaks of better things than the blood of bulls and goats. Praise God. Those sacrifice systems were only a type and only accepted by God as a type. If a, if a, if a little pure lamb could forgive our sins by being offered up, then there was no need for the lamb of God to come. But they were just types, and the only reason God accepted that little lamb in the old covenant as a, as a, a, a to bring forgiveness for sin is because the lamb of God was prophesied and was surely coming. And based on the surety of his coming and dying on the cross, amen, God accepted those Old Testament types and sacrifices. Friend of mine, if you're a New Testament believer today, believe me, you can claim Psalm 91. Hallelujah. And thank God for it. Listen, if you're going to be protected in the end times, in the perilous time, in the fearful time, you're going to have to dwell on God's character. Now look at verses 1 through 3. If you look at it, God's character is displayed in His names. The first verse, look at the first verse. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High. In Hebrew, that's Elyon, meaning the possessor of heaven and earth. Hallelujah. The God, in other words, who is over all things that exist. Then we read on. We shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. In the Hebrew, that word is Shaddai. It's not the Almighty great in strength, (laughs) but the Almighty great in grace. The God who is bountiful in all of our needs. I love that psalm that says, Thou openest thine hand, O God, and satisfied the desire of every living thing. Hallelujah. That's what Jesus was talking about when when he said, Seek the kingdom of God, and, and all these things shall be added unto you and he said consider the birds they, they they don't they don't they don't worry every day because see God openeth his hand he has made them in such a way and made the earth in such a way that everything that they need to exist uh, here has been provided already for them God looks ahead 
Amen. He, he, he made the garden before he made the man. So when the man was made, everything he needed was already in that garden. Hallelujah. Amen. Consider the lilies of the field. They don't toil or spin, but Solomon in all of his glory was not clothed as one of these. <laughs> Amen. If God so clothed the lilies of the field, will he not only clothe you, O ye of little faith? You see, our faith should be growing in who God is. He is all mighty and yet he is all loving. Praise God. The Lord is good, isn't he? Praise the Lord. Shaddai, El Shaddai. Remember that name of God, which means the many-breasted one. I often say it this way. His name is El Shaddai, not El Chipo. Praise God. Amen. He is lavish in his love, and he is more than enough. And that's why we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Praise God. Amen. He is almighty who is great in power, and he's almighty when he's great in grace. The almighty great in strength, but the almighty who is great in grace. The almighty God who is bountiful and gracious. Amen. And that we shall not need or shall not want or lack because of El Shaddai. It's the title of God used in Genesis 17, verse 1, when God called Abraham out of his old land to separate from it and follow him. He didn't know where he was going. He didn't know what he was going to do. He didn't know how God was going to provide. God called him out as Almighty God, the God who would provide El Shaddai. Hallelujah. In 2 Corinthians 6 and verse 18, that call is given to the church. Come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord. And what does he say? And I will be a father to you and I will be your God, saith the Lord Almighty. The God who will provide, you see. He's the Most High. He's the Almighty. And in verse 2, it says, I will say of the Lord, the Lord, capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D. When you find that, it is the name Yahweh or Jehovah, Jehovah, the covenant-keeping God, the eternal, unchangeable I am, the one who was and is and ever shall be. <laughs> I don't know. I, I got on my shouting shoes. I'm going to have to hold on to my chair here. I'm glad I serve a God who is big enough to take care of me. And I'm glad I serve a God who is good enough to take care of me. Praise God. Then finally, he is my fortress and he is my God, Elohim. In the beginning, God, Elohim, the creator God that created heaven and earth. Friend of mine, when you really get to know him enough to trust him, you will find peace in the midst of the storm. Hallelujah. You see what the psalmist is saying? If you're going to be protected in life, you're going to have to dwell on God's character. The Most High God who is above all things, the Almighty God who is great in grace and always ready to provide for our need. The Lord Eternal, the covenant-keeping God, the Creator God, the Most High God. <laughs> and isn't it interesting that in a psalm, 
In the context of troubles, we're told to focus on a transcendent God, a God who is bigger than all of our problems, bigger than all of our enemies, bigger than all of our our obstacles, bigger than all the mountains in the way. (laughs) Hallelujah. In other words, a God that lifts us high because he is the most high. Praise God. He lifts us above these problems to a place where harm will not reach us if we dwell under the shadow of the Almighty. If you're dwelling in God, you're dwelling in the one who is high above all things and therefore high above our troubles, our testings, our tribulations, our threatenings. If you're dwelling under the shadow, remember that Palestine was a land of great heat. There was the sun bore down upon the people and, and, and really burnt them by day as they worked in the fields. And to be in the shadow was a metaphor for care and protection. So Psalm 121 says it this way, The Lord is thy keeper. The Lord is thy shade upon thy right hand. (laughs) Hallelujah. Thank God. When the heat is on, we start looking for shade. I've got a dog. His name is Ziggy. He's a rescue dog. He doesn't do well in the heat and humidity of Florida. <laughs> he really doesn't because he's part, uh, 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 he's part Bernese Shepherd, which lives in Switzerland in the high mountains and snow keeping sheep. He's got a double coat on him. And can you imagine going out in the, in the heat? of the day and the humidity in Florida. And I I don't keep him out long because one of the reasons they die early is because of heat stroke. People don't understand that they are designed to be living in the high places and in the cold places, not in the low places and the hot places. And friend of mine, we're living in a low hot place down here and it's getting hotter in the end times. But we were designed for the high And when we put our trust in the Most High, I believe this scripture relates to that. The name of the Lord that we've been looking into to truly know Him. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. Amen. The righteous runneth into it. And we find safety. We find shade. Hallelujah. We find a cool place. Amen. In the Most High God. Because we also discover that he's not only the most high God, he's also the most nigh God. Jesus put it this way, and lo, I am with you always. Praise God. Aren't you glad to know that God today? The Lord, I'm going to read Psalm 121. Oh, by the way, let's get back to to the name of the Lord is a strong tower. That, That in the Hebrew, it's talking about a high tower, a place so high that the enemy wants to come and destroy us, but he just can't climb up that high. Glory be to God. Amen. We are in that place when we are dwelling on God and and dwelling in God by faith. Praise the Lord. Amen. We dwell on God's name and we dwell in His holy character that is unchanging. And we shelter In God's tenderness, dwell in God's name. The second thing is shelter in his tenderness. This is beautiful. Verse 4 said, he will cover thee with his feathers and under his wings 
shalt thou trust. Isn't that beautiful? There's a psalm that says it this way. It says, How excellent is thy loving kindness, O God. Therefore, the sons of men put their trust under the shadow of thy wing. Amen. Didn't Jesus say it this way? And we, I, when he looked over Jerusalem, he knew what was coming upon them. And, and he, he yearned to cover them. He wanted to protect them. But they had drifted away from God and they had rejected the Savior, the Messiah, their own Messiah that God had sent. They cried for Barabbas. <laughs> Crucify Jesus and let Barabbas go. Oh, and they, they forfeited this covering that is offered, this protection that is offered. And he knew they would be uh, overcome by their enemies. He knew their city would be destroyed. He knew many of them would be crucified, even as he was. A friend of mine, he said, Oh, Jerusalem, oh, Jerusalem, how many times would I have taken you under my wing as a mother hen does her chicks, and you would not. Friend of mine, if you are out from under God's covering today, and if you don't know Christ as your Savior, or if you're not trusting Him for your protection, you are not under the shadow of the Almighty. You're not dwelling under the shadow of His wing. This is a tenderness. This is, this is a mother's love. Uh, in the animal kingdom, where the mother hen, if there's a, a lightning strike or there's a fox comes near the hen house, the, the little biddies run for mama. <laughs> Amen. They run to her and she lifts her wings and they nestle under those wings and then she closes those wings around them. A friend of mine, I want you to know the fox can come and kill the mama and eat the chicks. But... When our God covers us with His wings, I want you to know the devil cannot get at us. We are, we are highly favored <laughs> and we are well protected. Somebody say amen in our listening audience today. Why don't you just say that with me? It's true here. Amen. If you're a Christian trusting God today, we are highly favored and we are greatly protected. Glory be to God. Dwell on God's name uh, and shelter in his tenderness. Hallelujah. The psalmist said in Psalm, in, in, said in 57, in the shadow of thy wings will I make my refuge until these calamities be overpassed. That's sheltering under God's tenderness. Spurgeon said it this way. He said, he said, if an uninspired man had given this designation to God of being like a mother hen, we would have called it blasphemy. Isn't that right? It seems so far removed from what we think of God. But God says this of himself. I'm like a mother hen and I want to woo you in tenderness. I want you to find shelter under my wings. This is a metaphor, yes, but God is saying, this is who I am, and this is how I want you to perceive me. I want you to trust my love. I want you to trust my grace. I want you to trust my care and my watch care over you. 
You see, God is caring for his own. Symbolically, there may be a reference to the cherubim and, and the seraphim on top of the Ark of the Covenant in the holiest place of all, the place where God's earthly presence was being manifest, the secret place of the Most High, and that we could abide in the very place of God's presence underneath the wings of the cherubim. Hallelujah. Yeah, I got my shouting shoes on. Praise God. I'm glad in this day of trouble when men's hearts would fail them for fear, looking at the things that are coming. Now, that will come to its apex during the tribulation, of course, but it's already begun. There is a global dread, a global foreboding, a global fear because of people feeling vulnerable when when the military can't promise them that they can protect them from a nuclear attack when the when the 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 medical field cannot promise us that you won't get some kind of variant or disease or plague amen that we have a god that we can shelter in <laughs> hallelujah and we run to him praise god we run to him And we find in Him the only safe place. But we find in Him a very safe place. Praise God. This is the kind of tenderness that brings us to a place of confidence and trust. I want to read that scripture I quoted. Psalm 36 as we get ready to close. Psalm 36 and verse 7. How excellent is thy loving kindness, O God. Therefore, the children of men put their trust under the shadow of thy wing. Hallelujah. How, how excellent, O God, is thy loving kindness. Therefore, the sons of men, we are stimulated by understanding and accepting his love. For us, praise God. Verse 4, the love for us here is, is a word uh, that, that, that we need to understand. The word for trust. It, it's being confident, basically. He shall cover thee with his feathers under his wings. Thou shalt trust. That's a different phrase from the phrase in verse 2 of trust. The phrase in verse 4 means literally to hide, to run beneath, to make your refuge in. Now let me ask you this. When life becomes terrifying, when life becomes uncertain, when life becomes foreboding, what keeps you, what keeps me? When unpredictable things come upon our paths where the troubles that we face, the very thing that you thought would never happen to you, what keeps you and I? I'll tell you what is the only thing that the Word of God says that will keep you, and it's your and my relationship to and with God. That's it. That's what calms the soul. First of all, you need to be saved. And that's why Jesus said, O Jerusalem, O Jerusalem, the Lord Jesus said, Thou that killeth the prophets and stoneth them which are sent to thee. How often, how many times would I have gathered thy children together as a hen gathereth her chicks under her wings? And ye would not. Salvation is 
If you're not saved, how can you expect to face the troubles of life, particularly in the end times? But child of God, if you know Jesus as your Savior, and you can't be a child of God if you don't, you're not dwelling. And if you're not dwelling in the name of God, the character of God, and if you're not sheltering under the tender wings of God, we cannot expect to find safety and security in this troubled time. Oh, friend of mine, I read an amusing story connected with this verse. Maybe you've heard it. It It's about a woman who is meditating on verse 4 here about these feathers and about the Lord and His wings. She went out to work that morning. She was walking to work and a gang of, of, uh, (laughs) a gang came upon her and she feared the worst. She asked, they asked her for, they asked her for any money she had on her and she was trying desperately to remember the verse but she couldn't remember it all she could do was shout feathers 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 <laughs> and they all ran away probably thinking that she was a crazy old lady <laughs> amen but the truth of this is that that woman grabbed hold and sheltered under god's tenderness And I believe that every one of us have enough faith to run to a God who opens His wings for us to come under. And we find, we find a peace that the world cannot buy at any price because it is not for sale on in any marketplace. Hallelujah. But it is ours to claim Ours to choose when we choose to shelter and to dwell under the shadow of the Almighty. Praise God. Well, we're not through with studying here in Psalm 91. I hope you're enjoying this study as much as I am because we ought to get a hold of this before we get a hold of the news and it gets a hold of us. Amen. We ought to let this get a hold of us. Hallelujah. Amen. Today, dear friend, if you don't know Jesus as your Savior, if you don't know Christ as your Lord and Savior, the Scriptures say you're without hope because you're without God in this world. You're without hope because you're without God in this world. No wonder people are drinking up. No wonder they're toking up, smoking up, and shooting up. Because they're without God, therefore they're without hope. Ah, but that can change today for you. That can change today for you. God is opening His arms, His feathers, His wings, if you please, to embrace you. If you'll repent of your sin, and if you will come to Christ as your Savior, God will cover you with a covering of His Spirit. And God will mark you for salvation. Praise the Lord. Amen. And God will keep you through this very perilous time. He will seal you with the Holy Spirit. And until He comes to take you home forever, He will be with you every step of the way. And you can lay your head down at night knowing if you don't wake up the next morning. (laughs) As a Christian, you're going to wake up, either here or there. 
If you wake up here, He's going to be with you. If you wake up there, you're going to be with Him. It's a win-win, whether you live, whether you die. <laughs> Hallelujah. Because Jesus has paid the price for your peace. Jesus has paid the price to save you. How many times, God said, would I have received you if you would let me do it? Today, He's calling you, dear friend. Don't run from Him. Don't run deeper into the darkness, into the jaws of eternal death, eternal banishment, eternal punishment. Don't go to a place called hell when God desires to seal you for heaven. Run to Christ. Come to Christ. Be saved today. <laughs> and then read this very psalm and take courage in your heart. Christian today, you belong to God. God has claimed you as His very own because you've come to Christ. Let's trust Him and find peace to go through this trouble, this perilous time. Let's occupy until Jesus comes. And then let's go back to heaven with Him and come back to rule and reign with Him. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name.